We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Unscripted, the film show. I am Cecilia and across from me in the studio is Lewis. Hello, Lewis. Hey, so good afternoon. No, great afternoon. Great <laughs> afternoon. It's like um, t- tomorrow's like, you know, it's, it's a day off. Mo- mo- well, I, I think most people get the day off tomorrow. I think it's one of those uh, public holidays where it's like, nah, yeah. everything's shut. Everything's Stay shut. Stay home. Just like hope that you've got uh, you know a good Netflix uh, you know subscription. Uh, other streaming services are available: mm-hmm. Binge and uh, Apple TV and Disney Plus, just to name a few. Um, but uh, yeah, just to make sure you've got your you know, enough alcohol to see you through because I don't think bottle shops are open tomorrow. No, they're not. I love that people rush out and have to stock up on their alcohol. <laughs> um, also, had, make sure you've got enough food just in case some food of the as food well. places aren't open. I don't yeah. know. I'm sure fast food places are open. I, I, think, I think so. You can, yeah. you can get uh, get some fast food. Uh, a lot of people, are, I'm assuming, will be eating fish and chips tomorrow, uh, <laughs> being good Good Friday and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice. It's nice to know this the, the week has kind of ended, mm. um, and and tomorrow is a day off, and then you know obviously there's the the proper weekend, and then. Uh, you know, Monday. It's kind of like you have you you haven't had enough. You, you need more. You need have, more. Have Monday as well, <laughs> Easter Monday. So, yeah. Apparently, uh, you know, uh, JC died for our sins on Friday. Uh, he he rose from the dead on Sunday, and he said, "Have a day off on Monday." So, yeah. thank you very much. You yeah, much appreciated. <laughs> and speaking of Jesus, um, interesting. We have two films centered around. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. One is called Ali Luya. It's not actually centered around religion, but I feel like Ali Luya is something you say in a church, or you sing it in a or church. Or you sing it in a Alleluia. church. And another film called Badly in my case. Well, yes, and I wasn't going to attempt it, so don't even worry. You're not as bad as I am, but um, it's a bit of a tongue twister for me, Ali Luya. So I may get a little bit tongue-tied talking about that film tonight. But it's a new film starring uh, Judy Dench. Uh, Jennifer Saunders uh, is in this film as well. Uh, so yeah, it's it's out now. And then the other film is The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe, which is of course yeah a, a religious uh, film based on a true story, mind you, as well. Yes, so very. Yes. Interesting one, which we both seen last night. So uh, that'll be on the agenda for tonight's show, also in cinemas today. And you were lucky enough to attend Over the Fence uh, Film um, Film Festival. That's right. The is o- it Over the Fence Comedy Film Festival? It is the Over the Fence Comedy Film Festival. Thank you. I'm like, because mm. um, that way it uh, you know it, it puts into perspective what it actually is. Comedy. But I think OTF is the the, the main title of yep. it, and then they say Comedy Film Festival after that. But yep. Uh, yeah, I did. I did go to that. Now we'll we'll discuss that. Um, I had an interesting uh, day today. Like did just, you? But just my work day, my yep. normal work day. But uh, then on the weekend, I was uh, contacted by uh, the mayor of Coburn. Oh, yeah. This is a big story. Do <laughs> tell what transpired from here. Well, the uh, I've uh, I met um, uh, Logan Howlett uh, many, many, many years ago mm-hmm. when he was first running for the, the mayor of uh, Coburn, the city of Coburn. And um, at the time, he had these yellow and black, uh, like, uh, campaign signs mm-hmm. around the place. And he found that these campaign signs were uh, disappearing. And he thought it was, like, some, uh, some one of his um, uh, opposition uh, right. doing some tampering and, and stealing the, uh, the signs. Uh, but I, I pointed out to him that there might be a more um, geeky reason for his signs disappearing, uh, and that geeky reason lies within his name because uh, his name is Logan Howlett, mm-hmm. which is a name that he shares with Wolverine. 
Ah, I see. Because Wolverine is, uh, well, originally Wolverine was James Howlett, mm-hmm. but then he took on the name Logan, and so now he's he's known as Logan Howlett. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I think some just uh, you know f- comic fans who who like the fact that Wolverine was running for mayor uh, was <laughs> was it you, Lewis? No, no, no. It was okay. it was not me. It was not me. Um, it was taking his signs, and so I uh, rang him up and said, "Oh, did you know that this is the case?" And he was, like, "I did not know that." And then um, uh, Jason Chatfield, a comedian and uh, artist, uh, drew a picture of him as Wolverine, and then uh, we got some photographs done with the Fremantle Herald, and it, it just became a thing. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, for the first time, uh, Logan was going to a, a the OzCon, which was on the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and he was going there because the uh, the city of um, Coburn were in their library. They've got like a, a comic section. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of promoting the fact that they've got a you know comic section that lends out comic books. Nice. Get um, the libraries back and going. Yeah. Okay? And, and while he was there, he went and looked at some of the merchandise and stuff like that. And he saw um, there was a, an artist there. I didn't bring his card. I should have it. An artist there who was selling uh, artwork and there was a couple of uh, drawings of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So uh, Logan bought one for himself and one for me and, and gave me a bell to say, could you, you know, come and grab it from us? And so I went and uh, caught up with uh, with Logan and had a chat. And nice. It, it's been 14 years. Since 14? He, 14 years wow. since he's been the, the mayor of uh, the city of Coburn and and hopefully many, many more. Mm. So um, it, was, it was very nice. So somebody, you know, just thought back and just went, I'm going gonna, gonna to touch base with Lewis, see how he's going. I like that. That's great. I think people should do more of that yeah. um, these days. We tend to lose touch with a lot of people when the years pass us by and we go, gee, how did that happen? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, um, that's a cool story. I did not know that. That's uh, very fun. So a little bit of trivia. Yes. A little bit of trivia. So, and, and Logan occasionally is on the on Radio Fremantle because, uh, you know, we are in his, um, you know, the area. <laughs> the, the area, yes. Very close to Coburn indeed. Uh, have you seen all this Barbie stuff I, going no, on on I, Facebook? Look, I know there's the, the new trailer for it. Yeah. I, I haven't actually seen the trailer yet. I, I am looking forward to seeing the trailer. What's the what's the controversy? What's going uh, no, on? No, there's no, no controversy? controversy. But um, it, it's just funny because I did watch the new trailer and it was quite funny. But then I've noticed all these people on Facebook are putting up these uh, profile pictures of themselves in like a little Barbie thing. I'm just trying to find one now to figure out exactly what it is. I've just noticed a lot of people. Um, not that I spend a lot of time on social media anyway. I'm too old for that. But, yeah, it's like they're using a um, temporary kind of, I don't know what they call them, but uh, it, it's certainly gaining a lot of traction and the, the trailer is very, very funny. So I'm looking forward to seeing this film when it does release. Mm. Um we got to see a little bit of a snippet a couple of months ago, a teaser, if you like, and that was quite fun. And this one is equally as fun. So I'm really looking to see how they uh, craft that film uh, around Barbie being quite an icon. But also over the years, there has been some controversy about Barbie and her setting these unrealistic expectations in, in terms of beauty. Mm-hmm. So, But, you know, I, I have all the faith in Greta Gerwig uh, in this film. So I really can't wait to see this when it um finally releases. No, so. I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, when we went to see um, uh, the Pope's Exorcist last night, uh, there was another screening that was happening at the same time mm-hmm. uh, that we couldn't couldn't go to because obviously uh, there's we couldn't split ourselves. We'd already no. uh, we'd already um, agreed to go see the first one. And film. we we didn't talk and communicate about maybe one of us going to see one and one of us going to see the other, but these things happen. Yeah, so. not, not, the, not the greatest <laughs> idea, but uh, anyway, it is what happened. And uh, the other film was uh, Mario. Is it, is it called, just called Mario? Was it Super Mario? It's oh, like... there was some information about the naming of the film, which I can find uh, for you. That's um, what Mario movie and the only thing I got was Super Mario Bros., the, the one from 1980, 1993. So I think it's... Um, let me have a look. I, I think it is, it is the Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers movie. Brothers yeah. movie, yes, yeah. And uh, that is uh, apparently um, out now in cinemas. Uh, so I want to go and see it. 
Looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Looks good. And um, I know they're speaking about potentially getting more of those films out. So it's obviously doing well at the box office. And, uh, yeah, a good one in time for the school holidays, that's for sure. That is very true because the school holidays are pretty much now, aren't they? They, they are. I think they kind of go, yeah, they have Easter and then they just move straight into them. So lucky kids. I'll uh, quickly read you a synopsis of uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, just in case you're wondering. It is a very long one, so bear with me. <laughs> Uh, the story of the Super Mario Brothers on their journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know if you were serious or not when you said that. I was like getting ready. I'm like hand on my shoulder, <laughs> like, hand on my chin waiting. Um, I, I think it's fun. You know, everyone has a little bit of a – or some knowledge about Mario Kart, whether you've played it or you just know about it from um, – maybe you're really young and you, you heard about this old game that people used to play. But I think it's still quite popular and prevalent to these days. Um <laughs> My, my mate Lee uh, just got back from uh, Scotland mm. and I think he must have had some old stuff uh, still there because he brought back a 1977 Atari. And Whoa. That, now, when we talk talking old games, that's, that's gone back a bit. That is old. Um, and, it, yeah, he sent me some photographs of it plugged in and they're playing it and it's like, oh, my goodness, that looks amazing. <laughs> wow. I um, probably shouldn't mention this on air, but uh, a fr- few friends of mine, uh, and I often catch up on New Year's and we play um, Mario Kart, but we turn it into a drinking game. But I'm not going to share the ins and outs of that on air because it's um, probably not a good idea to to promote dangerous drinking. <laughs> well, <laughs> but if you are going to drink and drive, that's a safer way of doing it is on Mario yeah, Kart. On Mario Kart. But the, the yeah. rules of this game is that you actually can't drink and drive. So, oh, right. Um, I'll tell you off air how it works. Fair enough. I won't share on air because it's a bit dangerous, but uh, there you go. So but all Super, ages. Uh, the, uh, the Super Mario Bros. Um, film, a uh, movie, has got a pretty good cast. So you've got Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, um, Charlie Day as Luigi, uh, Jack Black as Bowser. I feel like those are very appropriate actors for those characters. Yeah. Particular Charlie Day for Luigi, I think, very, very suitable. Uh, actually, all of them, really good. I, I, I was watching uh, last night. I, I got uh, got home after uh, seeing the movie mm-hmm. uh, and, and Kat had been uh, watching telly in bed and I was like, oh, so we watched The Mandalorian and she was like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's oh, well, yeah, Okay, fine, watch The Mandalorian. Because um, she wants to watch it. She was just like struggling with like sleep. Fair um, enough. And, uh, and so we started, like, watching The Mandalorian and I was, like, going, oh, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden uh, I saw Jack Black on the screen. I go, oh, my God. And, like, nothing from Kat, literally nothing. And I turned to my side and she's, like, fast asleep. <laughs> I was, like, all right, cool. Uh, let's call this and we'll pick this up tomorrow then, shall we? Oh, dear. Long day at the office for Kat maybe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's quite funny. Well, we might go to a break. We'll pop back after and we'll... Um, figure out what film we're going to talk about. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Sorry, I forgot to mention at the top of the show that Rachel is not in tonight because she is not feeling well. Sorry, Rachel, I didn't mean to exclude you there. You are <laughs> still part of the Unscripted team. Sorry, and anyone thinking that she might be in the studio but just hasn't said anything, she's she's not in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, you, did you pass on to say uh, greetings unscriptonites? Yes. Though? So that uh, that's very good. Yeah, she uh, went away to to Melbourne and was doing a bit of uh, you know going to you know the F F one, which I believe that's car racing and car racing, the, yeah. the football and some comedy, um, and then came back with uh, with some of the covids <laughs> with, the, with the spice is spice, yeah, um, but, which is not good. But uh, hopefully she can rest up the for the long weekend and yeah. Be nice and recovered for next week. Exactly, so, exactly. Uh, these are the times we live in, folks. We uh, go away and get COVID, but uh, <laughs> it is getting colder and uh, it is likely that we might see a little bit more of that as we progress into the winter weathers. But uh, I think we're all doing well, protecting yeah, ourselves and vaccinating and, and all of those uh, bits and pieces. So Remember good on us. Wash those hands. Wash people. those hands, people. Wash those hands. Uh, shall we delve into a film? Let, or let's sh- let's do that. Well, why not? Yes, yes. Shall we do Ali Luya or 
the Pope's exorcist. Should we do Ali Luya first? Are you okay to go? Yeah. Why not? Let's talk about this film, which is uh, directed by Richard Eyre, and it's written by Call the Midwife creator Heidi Thomas. Now, it's actually based on a 2018 play of the same name by Alan Bennett, and the film centres around the geriatric unit of a Yorkshire hospital, uh, and it's overseen by this very caring doctor, uh, played by Belly Gill, and he is just all about his patients. He's young, but he is just, you know, nah, I love old people uh, and I want to look after them. And the unit is also run by head nurse uh, Sister Gilpin, uh, played by Jennifer Saunders in this role. And unfortunately, the unit is facing closure and meanwhile, a film crew also arrives to celebrate Sister Gilpin's years of service as well. So I guess there's a, a bit happening in terms of this film crew arriving and they try and use that to their advantage to, to keep this unit open. And I think overall the message about the film or is really the role of the healthcare system uh, anywhere, I suppose, you could apply it and just how serious it is in terms of being understaffed uh, and, you know, even the staff that you do have being, you know, under pressure. And I think there's a terrific message at the core of this film and, you know, it really is about those people who are at the front line of that care mm -hmm. involved. But sadly, the plot in this film becomes a little bit tangled and, yeah, it, it, it almost... I don't know if you've seen the trailer or you've seen the cover of the film, but it almost looks like a comedy film. That, to me, it, very bright colours. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it looks like a comedy film to me. Yeah, because you've also got uh, Judy Dench in this film as well, but it's actually not a comedy at all. There are some light-hearted moments or light-hearted laughs mm -hmm. in the film, um, particularly with some of the, the residents, but for the most part, it's quite a, quite a sombre film. And it's really interesting because the third act of this film really changes pace. It almost feels like a completely different film. Uh, there's a bit of a twist that happens, which you kind of go, oh, wow. Uh, so I think... And it's quite a dramatic twist mm. as well in this film. But, you know, yeah, interesting. I quite enjoyed watching this film unfold. I had no idea where it was going to take me, particularly with that twist. I really enjoyed Jennifer Saunders in this role as more of a bitter nurse. Mm. She wasn't playing her traditional comedic type. Oh, okay. uh, but, yeah, interesting film. I, I don't know how this would play out as... It does almost feel like two different films, though, particularly with that ending. You you kind of sense it going one way and it doesn't. It goes another and you just go, wow. So, I don't know. If you enjoy those types of films, uh, maybe this is for you. But, yeah, I think don't definitely do not go in thinking this is a full-blown comedy at all because it's not. It, it's more of a drama or uh it's so weird because the, there's the posters here saying like comedy drama about looking after each other, mm. shrewd, a gentle, shrewd ensemble comedy. Um, one just says tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, some of the moments you could probably categorize as being black mm. comedy, like some of those moments, but for the most part, definitely not a comedy. And I think I went in expecting it to be mm. one. Mm. I was pretty lucky. I was given um, someone who had seen this film prior to me had mentioned that it wasn't a full-blown comedy. Uh, so right. I probably had a bit of pre-warning. But, yeah, it was interesting to see some of the audience reaction to this film uh, as it unfolded and, yeah, particularly with the ending of it, not expecting it to be to do that but yeah I think you look at the the cover of this and you see who's in it and you go yeah this is definitely a comedy about old people in a in a hospital <laughs> having fun but it's not they're all in uh, quite this particular ward is a geriatric ward for very sick patients mm -hmm. so this the patients that are in this film are, are sick so there's some yeah quite sad moments in this film too but look overall I I enjoyed it I would score it a three Ooh, three, three curries. Three curries. As in like a curry meal. Yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, 
go and see it if, you, if you're interested, uh, particularly if you've seen the play or, you know, off the play uh, or if you know off the playwright even or if you want to see Jennifer Saunders in a completely different role than you're used to. I saw a, a, a film, a foreign film last year, um, I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, it was a French film, wasn't it? A French About film, yeah. a, a young man who gets he gets community service, doesn't he, in in a um, old folks' home? But it's a bit more light hearted. That film. It is it still um, it deals with uh, like people taking advantage of uh, older older people. Yes. Um, but it was uh, a really good film. Just trying try to search down. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to search down the the name of the film because it was uh, he was the only one. Ah, there it's, and of course it's going to be uh, in French. So it's not the <laughs> not the <laughs> English title of the film. Uh, Maison de uh, um, uh, no, I, I can't. I can't pronounce the last word. Oh, my I, I, there was a um, English. Um, name for the film though, wasn't there? There was, there was. It's, um, uh, it's frustrating that I, I don't remember what it was called. I'm sure we can figure that out, but I do recall that film. I quite liked that film. That was uh, an interesting... And I mean, there's been some over the years of, you know, elderly people and, you know, congregating and... But yeah, this just was not, not what I expected at all, this film. So... Um, but I, I, I enjoy Jennifer Saunders in, in this role too. Oh, she's she's great in, in, in any role. So, yeah, no, it's uh, um, yeah. I, I, it's a shame. I looked, I thought it looked like it was going to be a fun, like, kind of, you know, thing. Like, and that's one of the things is like, we, I think there should be more films where they're kind of set in retirement villages and mm. stuff like that. Because my mum and dad are like 75 and 80, mm. and a lot of people they're like hanging out with, um, are in retirement villages and they, they have a ball. Like mm. they really enjoy themselves. But whenever there's a movie about people living in retirement villages, it's also dull and sombre and something. Whereas like it, it should be like, um, you know, what to me what's depressing is if there's an old person who's living at home by themselves and mm. the only person they're seeing is, you know, occasionally a family member or the like, you know, carer person that comes in once a day, that to me, that, that's sad and depressing. But if you're like in a community and it's a you know vibrant community, then that's great. Like that keeps you going, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think that's what I need to do. Is like you know, um, have have more movies like that that show the the benefits of of you know older you know. Uh, retirement communities, I think. The fun side where yeah. you get to play games and do arts and crafts and things like that. But I guess there's also the, the healthcare system side to it and how it is quite a flawed system and, and you know, completely understaffed as well. So I think that's always an important recognition uh, when, you, when you talk about this t- you know, film as mm. well. So there you go. And I think that message is definitely at the core of at this film as well. So, But, yeah, definitely a bit of a twist in this one that I did not expect so- to come. It's funny though when you look at like um, uh, you drive, just drive around the place and you see the amount of like retirement places that are high rise ones. Yeah. Um, just because you didn't see that before, like before it was, you know, you'd have these places dot around the, the shop, but uh, but now they're becoming like yeah, real full on kind of places that. Uh, I mean, you look, I wouldn't mind living there. That looks great. <laughs> I know. Please drop the retirement age so I can move in. Yeah. Well, I think you can move in relatively. Um, young now um i'm just having a look at to see if i can find um some other films about this type of thing because i know they had um was it a swedish one the man who escaped oh, I don't the, know. Man, the man who jumped through a window yeah or was escaped that based a on a elderly type scenario where he escaped from a, a yeah, I think it might be. And then there's, I mean, you could look at those um, ones, the uh, the hotel in India, the best exotic the be- marigold yeah. hotel. Yeah. yeah, as a bit of that, like that as well. Because they moved there because it was cheaper than having a a retirement place in yeah. England, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that was the, the plot of that oh. one. But yeah, and then you've also got films where you've got like La- or Last Vegas, where um, Morgan Freeman, Robert De Niro. I think it was Chris Klein and Michael Douglas go as a an older bunch to to Vegas to celebrate. And then you've got films like The Book Club, 
going in style, dirty grandpa, if you like. <laughs> uh, there was a film a few years ago called Youth, and this starred Michael Caine in it. And I remember this being a fantastic film, and I couldn't even tell you much of the plot. I think it's about this retired orchestra conductor who doesn't want to you know, return to music, but he receives an invitation from Queen Elizabeth II to perform for Prince Philip's birthday. That was a fantastic film as well. So, yeah, there's some really great films the, about older people. The hundred-year-old man who climbed out a window and disappeared. Thank you. And no wonder <laughs> I could not remember the title of that film because it is quite lengthy. Uh, but you've also got Up. Oh, uh, yes, of Which course, is a yeah. classic example of that as well, the bucket list. Well, uh, Up, you can watch Up, but then also if you go to Disney Plus, there's a uh, like a series mm. of uh, shorts about the, Doug, the dog. Yeah. Um, and I think there's going to be another series where Carl is getting back into Dayton. Oh, yeah. there you go. So, yeah, plenty of, old, um, plenty of films about old people and uh, doing the things that they love to do, which is uh, brilliant to see. I always remember a film called Nebraska, which is about this man, um, an older man, who is played by Bruce Dern, mm-hmm. and he gets his son, played by Will Forte, to basically drive him across Nebraska to claim a prize uh, that he's won. And during the journey, the two kind of, they've been estranged, but they bond over time, and David uncovers the more emotional side of his father, but he keeps thinking that his father's lying about this prize and that it's a scam. I rem- yeah. Yeah, and it's black and white, mm. uh, but it also had uh, June Squibb in it, a fantastic film again. So I guess they don't have to necessarily be set in retirement homes. They can be, you know, all types of other films as well. So there you go. Um, Very, very good. Well, we might take another break and we'll come back after this and um, talk about Russell Crowe as a... I don't know why I did it. Russell (laughs) Crowe, because he's not actually speaking in an Aussie accent in this. He is uh, speaking in an Italian accent. He is. Which I'm not going to try and do. I wonder if Anna went to go and see it last (gasps) night because it would be good to get her take on the accent. Oh, yes. (laughs) That would be great. But I think personally he did a really good job. But um, we'll talk more about that uh, in a moment. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Welcome back, Unscriptonites. I said it. Uh, The Pope's Exorcist. I saw the poster to this and I was like, yep, I've got to go to that. (laughs) Did you feel the same? Yeah, well, I, I I saw it. I was like, that that looks like something I must see. Um, the uh, I, I know I, I'm not like a person. I don't like religion. I don't like you know <laughs> Catholicism, and I don't like the the structure of things. But I must admit, I do like the clothes that priests wear. They're pretty <laughs> damn cool, and I think Russell Crowe rocked it. He was just walking around with his big black cape yeah. swinging all over the place. And he's just got this, uh, like, the, the, the thing on, which is the, the long uh, coat, the buttons up the front kind yeah. of a thing. And um, I actually have a jacket at home that is uh, based on that design. Um, and, yeah, so it's, it's very cool. But, yeah, I think, you know, Rusty is a, the, the, the kind of actor that I'm happy to go and see him do anything from, you know, playing, you know, Zeus to a gladiator to um, to the exorcist of the, of the Pope. Now... Um, this film is based on a true story. So the character that uh, Russell Crowe plays, uh, Father Gabriel Amos, um, was actually the chief exorcist of the Vatican. Um, and I'm assuming it was under Pope John Paul because mm. um, the, the time frame they were saying was like the 80s to uh, 2016 or something like that. Um, but the uh, this movie is based on true events and and when i I say based on true events i do do the inverted (laughs) comma things uh to make it a like you know yeah it's it's based on the fact that this guy was given the title of the exorcist uh but um this film it's like um, what's what's the other series with the doll in it? Um, uh, Annabelle, Annabelle and, and the, conju- the, the Conjuring, conjuring. Yeah, yeah. and Insidious, those type films. Yeah. Yep. So again, those ones are based on true events. Mm-hmm. But again, are they? they're like based on true events turned up 
past 11 and then like I think up to 22. Yeah. I think that's where they're going. And it's the same thing with the Pope's exorcist. Now, mm. in the film they kind of acknowledge that most of these, um, you know, the exorcisms that he goes and does or, or the people he goes and sees aren't actually like possessed. They're just people in need of some good you know, mental health therapy and, mm. and then um, you know, advises them to go and see a, a psychotherapist. But um, in this particular instance, you have a uh, American family who move to Spain and they uh, they like move into this old abbey that the husband uh, of the uh, the family uh, he's he's inherited, but he he's dead, mm. so he he's not there. But his wife uh, Julia, played by uh, Alex Esso, uh, is there, and she brings her son Henry uh, and her, his her daughter Amy um, to the abbey. And then things go pear-shaped when uh, young Henry gets possessed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so... Cue Gabriel. Bring, bring in Gabriel. And they, they, there's a, a great way uh, where they, they saw like... This is not like treading any new ground for any <laughs> exorcist film. Like this, the stuff you're going to see in here is you know stuff you will, will have seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know all, all the tropes are in there, uh, spewing stuff and uh, you know heads twisting around, cursing and, and saying bad yeah, things. That's mm. that, that that's right. And it's um, but I, I think it was done. It was done well. And I the the first like thing where the kid goes, bring me the priest, and they bring him the wrong priest. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's quite clever. I like that. But it's, yeah, it's not a, a, a groundbreakingly new kind of uh, a movie. Although Kathy um, from Sony Pictures, when she was introducing it, she was saying, oh, I don't think it's a horror film. I think it's more of a thriller or like a, uh, like, you know, Indiana Jones-type adventure film. I went, no, 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 this is horror. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There were some scary moments, although I can see her thrill, um, thriller slash Indiana Jones reference, but you're right, it, it definitely was a horror. But I think um, you're right, it doesn't necessarily break any new ground. We've seen these types of films over and over, you know, The Exorcist, the remakes of that, you know, um, Deliver Us From Evil, The Omen even. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen these types of films, but I think what I enjoyed about this particular film was the character of um Gabriel as a priest he was quiet and look I mean I don't know if he was actually like this in real life but he has a bit of a fun edge to him he's quite edgy and I think Russell Crowe just really embodied that role so well and I think that's what I really enjoyed uh is just seeing him in his little mo was it a little moped moped, riding around in his uh priest outfit He's not a small man anymore, he's, is that, Rusty? He's not a small man. No, he's not. But um, I think he, yeah, just in, you know, taking on that role, uh, really fun. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly based on his memoirs. Uh, an exorcist tells his story and an exorcist more stories. So I suppose this is his account of what happened. And like you said, is it, you know, it's probably amped up to a 22. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. I, I quite enjoyed it. I like these types of films. I know that I know what I'm going to get when I go into one of these films, so I don't take it too seriously. Uh, I like that it was quite a uh, well-paced film. It got into the action pretty Mm. quick. We didn't have to, you know, twiddle our thumbs through some of this boring theology stuff, um, (laughs) which, you know, some of these films can be like. So, you know, I quite enjoyed it. And I was thinking about this. I would love to see more of uh, Crowe. Uh, taking on this this particular role and going on some adventures, um, I I think they're they're like leaning heavily towards a franchise, mm. um, and but it's so, so weird because this guy uh, Father Gabriel Amorth was an actual priest, like mm. he was. Um, uh, and Kath- a lawyer, yeah. and a journalist, <laughs> and a soldier. Because yeah. that's what Kathy was saying: was this this guy was uh, like had the calling and went to the, uh, went to the, uh, the 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 church. I don't know if it was a Vatican or whatever. And said, oh, "I want to be a priest because I've had a calling." And they go, "You're too young. Go away and come back if you had some life experience." So he went away and he fought in the war. And it was weird because like he's Italian, mm-hmm. and when Kathy said he fought in the war, I was going, "Which side was he on?" Yes, <laughs> I don't think they ever. No, they did. They, oh, they, did they said. 
They mm. said that he was like fighting on the resistance side, mm. so he was fighting against the fascists. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he he fought in the war, and then he, as you said, he was a journalist, and then he was also a lawyer, and then he still had this calling. So he went back at a, a later age and became a priest, and then became the the Pope's exorcist. And yeah, you know, the Pope would point him at people and go, "Get that demon out of that person." This is what I find amazing, though. Um, by 2013, he said that he had performed 160,000 exorcisms, um, ranging from minutes to several hours in length. Um, and like you said, according to him, each exorcism doesn't represent, a, you know, a, a victim of possession um, necessarily. But it's just funny because you don't hear about this stuff. Like, mm. it's not something that makes the news, like, oh, a priest performs, you know, exorcism and, you know, saves young boy. But I, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm I'm intrigued. I want to learn more about him. I want to go and read his books, but I'm also a bit scared to read the books yeah. right, just in case. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it was quite fun to watch this film, and I really enjoyed Russell Crowe in this role. And the, the funny thing is, is the the guy who plays the Pope is just billed as the Pope. The Pope, and ambiguous. He's played by an actor called Franco Nero, and uh, like the Pope's like got a beard, looks nothing like John Paul. Yeah. So you're just going, it's they're, it's kind of I, I don't know it's. As I said, it's based on this guy, but the whole thing is fiction at the end of the day because um, otherwise they'd be going, this is Pope John Paul, let's yeah. wheel him out. Like he's in the Pope Mobile, check him out. <laughs> they're, not, they're not doing that. They're just uh, you know, going, yes, it's based on reality with their eyes going all over the place like people who lie do. Um, but you're right, it's just fun. Like the, um, the, the dude who's his, like, offsider, Father um, Escabel, uh, is played by Danny, Daniel Zavato. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was good value. Like, because you've got the, the older, re, older priests who've seen everything, younger priests who've seen everything for the first time. You're kind of experiencing this world through his eyes. Um, Mentee, mentor type yeah, scenario, yeah. yeah. They managed to, uh, like, you know, sod back into the dark days of the, uh, you know, when when the Catholic Church was bad, he said, <laughs> trying to... <laughs> was <talk>. bad. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the Spanish Inquisition and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really, uh, like, it's good, fun horror movie, but don't be mistaken it is a horror film <laughs> like don't be going in there to say oh this will be a light-hearted romp uh, it's not it, it is uh gonna be scary in points i even jumped as uh, one of the jump scares I did too, yeah so yeah it's it, it's good i like seeing horror films and yeah. i like that's not trying to not be a horror film and i think this would not have worked as well without that comedy aspect to it mm. i think it needed that but without being too much so um yeah it, it's in cinemas now uh, and I'm going to score this three and a half cuckoos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to uh, score this one uh, three and a half gold medallions. Ooh, gold <laughs> medallions. Uh, there's been some really like interesting exorcism type films over the year, but I did get wind of them doing remaking The Exorcist, but I'm not sure how true that is, but uh, interesting to see if that comes to light. Oh, hold on, yes, uh, The Exorcist sequel to the 1973 film uh, is due to release 2023, so later this year. Did you say sequel? Yeah, sequel. Ah, so it's not a remake. It's, a... it's not a remake, sorry. My apologies. It's a sequel uh, to the film. So, yeah, interesting to see how that plays out because it's not the first time we've seen, you know, Exorcist films um, and so forth. But, um, yeah, they do kind of follow the same pattern. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed the Eric Banner Deliver Us From Evil film a few years ago. That was quite good. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I don't mind a good horror film. Yeah, I was uh, last night. You were saying, "Oh, did you get the uh, the invite to go and see the Evil Dead film?" The new oh, Evil the Dead, new Evil Dead yeah. And I was like, I, I didn't. I searched. I found it. It was in my junk mail. Uh, but uh, I, I looked at it today. and Went. That's on my birthday. Oh no! <laughs> Am I allowed to go and see a horror? Because I, I I think it's wrong. Because Cat won't go and see a horror film. Maybe Which, that's maybe mm. that's what she does for my birthday. She comes and sees a horror film with me. That's like that's what I want for my birthday. <laughs> for me to come and sit. 
Oh, that would be a bit cruel. It is a bit cruel. Oh, I can't yeah, do that. that's a bit of no. a hard one, isn't it? Because uh, the Evil Dead franchise in general is always, uh, you know, great to watch, and it is really one of those true horror. If you're a true horror fan, you love these type films, so you might just have to uh, catch up on it another time. I, but the Evil Dead's like horror comedy. Like, it is. The first, yeah. the first Evil Dead film. Okay, that was Sam Raimi was trying to be more. Uh, you know, actual, um, more actual, uh, like, horror, horror. Mm. But then The Evil Dead 2, which is pretty much a remake of The Evil Dead just with more comedy elements mm. brought into it. Yeah. Um, and then the next film was The Army of Darkness, where that was just really comedy with a little bit of horror in it. Mm. And then, like, they just uh, went with, like, Ash versus The Evil Dead and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's not... Uh, I don't know if this is going back to his real horror roots or not, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm just having a bit of a look at the, the synopsis for this one, but it looks like they're moving it the action from out of the woods and into the city, ah. uh, which is an interesting thing. And it tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons. Call, Do- call Priest Gabriel. <laughs> He'll come and help. Uh, he's, he, he, he's dead, but... Uh, I know, shame. But, uh, um, yeah. The real so, guy, not, not Rusty Crowe. Rusty's all good. Rusty's right. Fine, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I, I, I'm down for it. I'm interested to see, yeah, how it plays out with this one. I don't actually know if Sam Raimi's directing this one, though. Um, Better have a cameo, Bruce Campbell. In there, oh, no, I apologise. It is directed yeah. by Sam Raimi, um, which is I have all the faith in him to um, <laughs> bring us a great Evil Dead film. It's mm. called Evil Dead Rise, this one. Uh, it's rated R, of course, mm. uh, which you would expect it to. And uh, it looks like it's really – well, it is releasing in April, uh, April 21st. So I, I look forward to seeing the Deadites uh, back yeah. again. Yes. So, uh, yeah, very, very cool indeed. Somebody so. better say boomstick, otherwise I'll be very upset. Boomstick. Uh, we will pop back right after this. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So, it's the long weekend, Lewis, and any plans to binge watch anything? Um... I, I think I'm going to catch up. Uh, I only watched like a bit of the uh, the Mandalorian uh, last night, um, so well, I'll finish watching that, and I will watch uh, Ted Lasso mm-hmm. as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, I'm sure that something else will, will come up as as well at some point in time. Um, but uh, I, I, I was going to mention I went to see Over the Fence uh, Comedy yes. Film Festival as well. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was like, for me, uh, uh, going and seeing a, a comedy film festival, if it was like a full on festival with like 20 full length movies or something like that, it would mm-hmm. be very hard and I'd never get to go and see you know, everything you want to see. Um, whereas with Over the Fence, uh, comedy film festival, uh, the team, like they get in just hundreds of submissions mm-hmm. and they trawl through uh, all these submissions to get the best ones and then uh, you know they'll put on this showcase for like one night in in Perth there was actually a matinee the other the day after um, but yeah they put it on for one night in Perth and in uh, Adelaide and in Melbourne and it was like two hours. You're sitting there and, you know, you're watching these things. And then you get to pick your favourite ones. And then those, those uh, ones go on to, like, win prizes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And if you're, uh, like, a person who's in the media or, like, a filmmaker, you also get to do these, like, peer voting as well, uh, which I got to do. Um, and that was that was really good fun. But the, the films were great. <laughs> there was um, – I was trying to find uh, on the website, like, the names of the films um, – but uh, I can't find the details of the um, this year's films. But the the, the ones that I, I really enjoyed, uh, there was one <laughs> where there was a guy who was an adventurer mm-hmm. and he went to a cave and he was trying to, like, you know, you know sometimes there's a, a guy at the cave who's like, aha, you can come in, but I have to challenge you first to uh, yeah. some sort of game. And the guy was like, okay, cool, what game is it? And he, he like, goes, uh, oh, we're going to play this board game. And the guy's like, cool, uh, do I have to win? He goes, no, you just have to play it. <laughs> and so he plays the game and then afterwards the, the guy was like, okay, now let's, we're going to do this. And he goes, uh, do I actually need to do this or are you just really lonely? And, uh, and it was it was really good. It was just um, – I, I just like the, the way it was, was made. It was not 
too big a concept mm-hmm. um, and it was just you know really enjoyable um, there was another one where this guy had just moved to this town and he had to uh, he was going to go and hang out with a, a mate of his uh, who he'd met in the town uh, and the mate says on the way there oh can you buy some milk and then as he gets out of the car he goes not two percent and the guy goes and buys 2% milk. I'm not sure what 2% milk actually is. Um, it's an American thing, but uh, I'm assuming it's like, like a... skim or really light milk or Hilo or something. Maybe, yeah. Mm. But he, he gets this milk and he goes to his mate there sitting around the campfire and, and the guy goes, oh, did you bring the milk? And he goes, yeah, yeah, And he gives him the milk and the guy opens the milk and is about to take a sip and he goes, this is 2%. <laughs> I, I can't drink this. This is 2%. And then oh, he... he um, Hands the the milk to the other guy. Goes, you've got to drink this milk. You've got to drink this milk. And the guy's like, oh okay. And then he goes, oh no, I can't drink this milk. I'm lactose intolerant. And then he, he gets really frustrated. That this guy's insisting he drinks some milk. And then he like pours it out. And this you know man cow turns up. And then you know does stuff. Uh, it was just it's such a weird concept. I just really really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, so lots of you know things like that. And they're, they're all over the world. There was different. Mm. Um, uh, comedy films of different varying lengths. Some of them were like you know a minute long, and some of them were fifteen minutes mm-hmm. long. And so you did get uh, a lot of uh, variety in there. Uh, the one I really I thought was great, and obviously ha- had a budget to it, um, was this uh, story about a uh, priest who's just like obsessed with his piano, and he got, takes such good care to clean it and tune it and make mm-hmm. sure it's perfect. And he plays music in this church, and the other priest is obsessed with. Uh, with um, social media and will film him while he's playing the piano and it's great. But then the other priest goes out and he finds this girl like passed out on the steps. They bring her in and she can't uh, can't speak. And so they're trying to communicate with her. She can't speak. It's a, a thing. And then she sees a piano and she starts to play the piano and she's like a virtuoso. Her just yeah. like she's just a, a million times better than the other, than the other priest, and so uh, she's there, and the guys getting all these likes on uh, on the social media, and the uh, priest of the piano player starts getting really jealous, and the whole thing just goes nuts and just goes like over the top with violence and stuff like that, mm. but it's just it was comedy violence it was just ridiculous and uh yeah it was it was really good so um over the fences every year they do over the fence i i think they should have a bigger venue that they're doing it in but it's only dada is only a small venue Mm -hmm. um but yeah hopefully they can get a a bigger one and and fill it because i think everyone should go and see over the fence Oh, it sounds like a yeah great um great event Mm. particularly with yeah pulling all those films uh yeah, selecting them must be must be hard to to whittle down all the entries that they get because they must all be great. But what a cool job to actually watch them all and and pick the ones that you think uh, should play throughout the festival. Well, they can't all be good. Like some of them, some of them they'll be like, <laughs> yeah, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. But look, I think anyone who yeah is able to you know create something like that, mm. yeah, to, you know, great, good on you. But um, there was this, there was one that was. Uh, this alien uh, comes to Earth, or he gets knocked off course and mm. crash lands on Earth. And these kids who are like scouts, and there was there was a couple of kids who were scouts, a couple of kids that were um, uh, like just dude bros, <laughs> um, but but young versions of dude bros. Yeah. Um, and they they find the alien, and uh, the alien's a bit like uh, you know violent, but violent is a fluffy sock kind of. Do you know um, Randy Furface? Oh, uh, so Randy Feltface, the uh, no. um, he's a comedian, but he's also a puppet, right. um, and it looks very much like Randy, but uh, with teeth. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was very cool. It's such a good variety of different kind of uh, of films. So uh, yeah, over the fence film festival uh, out next year. But um, what are you are you planning anything this week uh, weekend to catch up on stuff? I think for me, I would like to sit down and uh, ro- uh, watch WrestleMania, yep. something that I didn't get to do. I watched uh, probably the first match day one um, and then I was having some issues actually with the playback. It kept stopping. So I'm hoping that maybe now that it's aired, it might 
be easier to mm. watch. Uh, but I also came across two really interesting TV series that have just released. And I think then not all the episodes are out, but one's called Beef. Uh, it stars comedian Ali Wong and uh, Oscar nominee Stephen Yen. And it's um, a revenge series centred on road on a road rage incident which sparks a feud that brings out their darkest impulses. Mm. Sounds a little bit ambiguous, but I really like Ali Wong and Stephen Yen. So um, I'm interested in watching this one and seeing uh, if I like it and if I'll um, watch it. It's actually releasing today, so I will check out the first episode and uh, see if it's something I want to continue watching. And then there's one called The Big Door Prize starring Chris O'Dowd. And the synopsis for this one, again, a little bit ambiguous <laughs> but intriguing, is that small town is forever changed when a mysterious machine appears in the general store promising to reveal each resident's true calling. I have actually seen about three or four episodes oh, of it so far. Oh, <laughs> please tell me what you think. Uh, I I really like it. Mm. It's kind of like the, the thing with Apple TV is they've got some weird shows. They do on there. weird and wacky. Yeah. Mm. Um. And and so this one is basically yeah this machine rocks up in a uh, convenience store mm-hmm. and the uh, you know you go into the machine. You pay your, your two bucks and then it asks you for your social security number. And your handprints. <laughs> and to me, like, if somebody said to me, like, we don't have social security numbers here in Australia, obviously, mm. but um, if somebody said, give us your tax file number and your, your <laughs> fingerprints, I'd be like, no. <laughs> Not a chance, I mate. don't think I will, Not thank you very much. But um, you do that and then it, like, pops out this little blue card and it says on there what your potential is and some people get potentials where they're just going oh my god that's amazing Mm -hmm. and some people get potentials which are not that great Um, or some people get potentials of what they are it's just how people deal with the potentials that this machine tells you 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 can have Um, but it's yeah it's a very interesting show I'm it's I I think I'm more into it than than Kat Mm -hmm. is I think she's just going to ask Film is going, getting nowhere, and I'm mm. going, it's going somewhere. I want to know where it's going. It, it's interesting because I guess it is a bit of a mind game, really. Because if you tell anybody they have the potential to do something, they potentially do have the potential, yeah. right? Because you, you've given it, you've given them that complex. So if someone said to me, "You have the potential to be." A neuroscientist, then I've hey, I've never thought about it, but because you've put that in my mind, yeah, maybe. So I don't know. It, it, I'm I'm intrigued, but I think I'm I'm going to give it a go. I like Chris O'Dowd. Uh, I don't know. Is he the main character in this, or uh, is there? A, it's, a, it's an ensemble. An ensemble. But uh, he is like the main one of the main people. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's. It's an interesting show. And there's another one on there as well that we started watching as well called Hello Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, which is a retro-futuristic world uh, where um, Jack Billings is a salesman, Billy, uh, played by Billy Crudup, uh, who is uh, leading a team of salespeople selling people um, uh, like property on the moon. Oh, um, but uh, is he though? Is he? Or is he <laughs> not a good guy? No. Mm. But uh, we, we're only a few episodes into that as well. So, um, yeah, some wacky stuff on Apple TV. Seriously, is. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to giving those uh, series a bit of a go and uh, yeah, see where and, they take me. And enjoy uh, WrestleMania. It's uh, been a, a wild week for wrestling with the WWE. And the um, uh, UFC mm-hmm. now being combined uh, into one company. Uh, interesting to see where that goes. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> I know there's not not everyone's happy or thrilled about it, but um, yeah, who knows? Who knows what they will do? Uh, but that's pretty much us wrapped up in a nice, neat bow on an egg. <laughs> Chocolate egg, I don't know. Uh, go and see The Pope's Exorcist or Ali Luya if you like the sound of those, both in cinemas today. Uh, we will be back next week on Script Nights. Said it. <laughs> see you then. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.